Leading you through step by step about which words to lift, which ones to subdue when you are reading a script and you're trying to sound conversational. And essentially, that's the key part of all of this to sound conversational. I've taken the keys to how we speak when we are just ad-libbing, when we're having a conversation with our friends and relatives or colleagues or co-workers, whatever it happens to be. How do we speak with them? Which words do we lift when we're ad-libbing a conversation off the top of our head and trying to use those rules, those guidelines, those keys for when we are reading a script, something off a page or a screen. So we've had a couple of those rules or keys or guidelines already. The first one was that you colour important new information. Yeah, You lift new information in a script with your intonation. And also, number two, you uncolour old information. So you're lifting new information and you're suppressing, depressing, uncolouring, unhighlighting old information. Yeah, We're not using the word stress. We're not using the word emphasis. We're talking about colouring or highlighting or lifting instead. Now, that's all very well. And yesterday we talked about the cars, didn't we, and the lamb. Today, what do you do about synonyms? We kind of touched on this yesterday, but let's dig a little bit more and have a few more examples about what you do when synonyms are used. Now, synonyms are words which have the same meaning as one another. So, let me give you a new story. A man has been stabbed on Epsom Common. You're going to be lifting the key parts of that sentence. A man has been stabbed on Epsom Common. What has happened? Who has it happened to? And where did it happen? What's happened? Stabbing. Who's it happened to? A man. Where did it happen? Epsom Common. We've got three key parts to that sentence. They're the, 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 the important parts of that sentence which make it a story. Yeah, we're highlighting those. We are not highlighting the other words, the grammatical grouting that holds that sentence together. And and the grammatical grouting that holds that sentence together are the words a, been, on. Yeah, they're just holding it together. We're highlighting the important words that make the story the story. A man has been stabbed on Epsom Common. Okay? I'm exaggerating a little bit so you can hear the difference. Now, the second sentence, he was attacked as he walked on wasteland near the Wells estate. You're colouring stabbed because that's new information. But in the second sentence, we've got the word attacked. But that's just a synonym for stabbed, isn't it? Yeah, We don't need to highlight it again. It's a new word, but we don't need to highlight it because it's an old idea. It's a synonym for something we've already mentioned. The same principle goes for common, which is highlighted when it's first mentioned, and wasteland, which is another word for the same thing. Yeah, So we don't need to highlight them again. They're different words, I grant you. But they're old ideas, so we don't need to highlight them when they come around a second time. 
Let me read those two sentences together for you incorrectly so you'll hear how wrong it sounds if you highlight the synonyms. A man's been stabbed on Epsom Common. He was attacked as he walked on Wasteland near the Wells Estate. Sounds wrong, doesn't it? This sounds better. A man's been stabbed on Epsom Common. He was attacked as he walked on Wasteland near the Wells Estate. That's much more conversational. It's what you do naturally when you're ad-libbing a story or a tale or a joke or whatever it happens to be with your friends or, or colleagues or flatmates or whoever it happens to be. Let's just go back to the end of that last sentence. Near the Wells Estate. We lifted that because that is new information. It happened somewhere on the expanse of Epsom Common. Whereabouts? Oh, it was near the Wells Estate. Let me give you those two sentences together again correctly. A man's been stabbed on Epsom Common. He was attacked as he walked on Wasteland near the Wells Estate. Hopefully you can hear how natural that sounds. Let me give you another example uh, because uh, we've got another couple of minutes and a second example uh, will help formulate this idea in your head and crystallise exactly what it is that I'm talking about. Let me give you the two sentences for this story. The court heard how Mr Smith has set fire to the school in the early hours. The defendant said the blaze had been an accident. So what have we got there? We've got Mr Smith in the first sentence. New information, we're going to lift it. But in the second sentence, we don't say Mr Smith again. We're saying defendant. It's a synonym. So you only need to colour the first mention of the man when it's new information, Mr Smith, and subdue the detail when it's old information, the defendant. And the same with set fire to is new, the blaze is old. So we lift the first reference and subdue the second reference. Let me give you the story incorrectly first of all. The court heard how Mr Smith had set fire to the school in the early hours. The defendant said the blaze had been an accident. No. In that example, I lifted defendant when I didn't need to because it was a synonym and blaze when I didn't need to because we've already heard that it's a fire we're talking about. Instead, we need to suppress defendant and suppress blaze like this. The court heard how Mr Smith had set fire to the school in the early hours. The defendant said the blaze had been an accident. We're lifting the word accident because that's new information. Those scripts in the show notes and I'm back tomorrow with more about the synonym intonation substitution as Get A Better Broadcast podcast and video voice continues. From London, I'm Peter Stewart. Bye. Bye. Bye.